You're listening to We're Big Kids Now, a podcast journey through stories, interviews, life lessons, comedic relief, and most likely some not-so-wanted advice. My name's Joe Alexander, and I'm here to hopefully inspire, motivate, and above all, just have a good time with y'all. So sit back and let's get started. All right, and welcome back to We're Big Kids Now. So today I've got a friend, our guest, that has many hats as well. This man has different roles in life. Um, He is all around a positive person. I've known him for a while, um, in and out. We haven't actually seen each other probably for a very long time, Um, but we've kept in contact through social media and once in a blue moon, random text messages. Um, But he is a brother, an uncle, a model, fitness trainer, agent and international scout, entrepreneur, a humanitarian, and I think I pretty much got it all. <laughs> so his name is Iggy Gonzalez. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome. <laughs> I don't know, did I get it right? Are those all your good titles? Yeah, it sounds really good to hear it like that. <laughs> <laughs> right? I always tell everyone, like, I, I want a good intro for everybody. And at least basically that way, we all know you have many roles. Um, and I think okay. from what you've got and what you've shown, obviously, through social media, it's a, it's an interesting life so far, wouldn't you say? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> so we've got Iggy today. Um, and I brought him on because I really wanted to share his story, um, share some of his great uh, like accomplishments that he's done. Um, and I guess let's start off with a little bit about you. So you grew up in Boston or where did you grow up? I was born in Brazil and when I was six, my family moved to Boston and we spent most of our life there. Um, and when I was 20, when I was 20, I moved to Florida, moved to Florida. And then you moved to Florida for, was it just really just for school or what was it for? Mainly for school. Yeah. Well, also because I, I hated, I hated the cold. So I wanted to be someplace warmer. So it was, Yo, what's up with your dog? Oh my God, I swear to God, he's going to be nonstop. Hold on. <laughs> Let me pause real quick. Let me see if I can shut him up real fast. Hold on. Oh my God. All right, so that was basically the Great Dane sitting down on the Chihuahua. He was sitting on the Chihuahua? <laughs> yeah, so that was the little Chihuahua barking the whole time. Oh man, that poor Chihuahua. I can relate though. <laughs> Um, all right. So we said, basically, you moved down for a little bit of school, but then also you wanted to get rid of the cold. Yeah, So basically. did you did you not like Boston or did you like have, like, have good times in Boston? Because I remember when I went to Boston, I think it was the first time when we were scouting. Rancis and I went over there for the first trip and it was in February, which I was like, that was the worst time, which everyone said, oh, yeah, February in Boston is not fun. Yeah, those are like deadly months. It's 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 a little depressing, but you know, I I had a really healthy upbringing in in Massachusetts, and it's a great it's a great place to grow up and raise a family. But I mean, as an adult, it's just, in my opinion, just boring. <laughs> so then, hence we fast no, forward to Miami. No offense to all the Bostonians hearing <laughs> me. <laughs> um, but okay, so let's say now. Because I know there was a point where were you studying fitness training? What were you studying in school actually? No, I actually I actually went to school for business. Um, undergrad, I focused on marketing, and then I got a graduate degree, uh, MBA, focused on media management and mass communications. Okay, awesome. Okay, pretty good. So that opens up to basically what you started doing in your future, and then 
let's say, I know around 2015 is when you started working for Wilhelmina, and that's when you were living in New York, right? And you said 2015? I think so, yeah. Wasn't it around then? Yeah, yeah correct. So in New York, what was that lifestyle now? Back to the cold? <laughs> How was the lifestyle in New York? Um, listen, I have nothing good to say about New York. Really? <laughs> uh, no, I hate that place so much. It's just so nasty and ugly and just dirty and loud and just people are so miserable. Uh, it, it, it was more, a good lesson. Is it, it more the people lesson. or is it the, like the like the atmosphere there? Like how how it's, how it is? It's just more the lifestyle. It's just not a healthy way of living. Um, I mean it, that that go 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 wake up and like you know I respect it, but at the same time it's like all right, you're chasing the American dream. You're living in this city. You have no quality of life, and uh, you're gonna be sixty, and then you're gonna decide to enjoy your life. <laughs> I, I just don't. I just don't agree with that mentality. Are you fast paced or no? You're very calm. Um, listen, I, I work my ass off, you know, I know and that. I, I, I hustle and I hustled in New York when I was living there and I did my best and you know, it wasn't for me. It just was not, it's not what I want for my life. But you did take up on sailing. I remember the sailing. Yep. I took that on. How was that? Uh, it was fun. You know, my sister, she, she's a sailor and my brother-in-law too. And, um, did you do it more for I, leisure or was it more like at sport? It was, it was a hobby. It was a, it was, we competed every summer, um, in regattas and yeah, you know, it's, you always learn something when you're on the water. So every time you're on the water, you learn something new. What's that adrenaline like? I've never sailed. The adrenaline. I mean, it could, it could get, it could get really competitive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and the boat that I was on, everybody was very close and very good friends, but we were all very competitive. I'm like, that's on my bucket list one day. If you really want to learn how to sail, I would recommend, I would recommend a couple of, uh, you know, books and, um, just it, it, everything on a boat on everything on a sailboat has it has a name that is, that is, uh, different from anything in the English language, because when you're on the water, there's no time for, for mistakes. You know, you, everything, everything like the, like a, for example, the two sails on a, on, well, actually the three sails on a sailboat is not called a, it's not basically, you don't say like, you know, tighten the sail. Uh, you say trim the jib. Trim the jib? the front sail. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so trimming, <laughs> trimming, trimming is basically like, you know, tightening the sail. Okay. If you're on the if you're on a boat and you know someone turns around and says Joe, trim the jib. You're gonna be like, what the hell? Is that? <laughs> I'm like, all right, got it, Captain. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right, so you learned how to trim the jib. That's good. <laughs> um, it's 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 actually a very dangerous sport. You gotta. Be it really looks dangerous you. because it's like how many yeah. of you like, when you're out there is it just only you guys like really like competing in that sport or how many are really close by? Regattas vary. I mean, it could be anywhere from like just a couple of boats to like, you know, hundred boats. It just depends on, you know, the size of the regatta. And one wrong trim of the jib, that's it. You could tip over. You could tip over and that's called broaching. You see, I don't want to broach. (laughs) Or capsizing. Capsizing is for, you know, small boats. Broaching is for big boats. Is that what happened to the the gays in Mexico right now? No. Were they sailing? <laughs> I think they were on a power boat. No, I think they were on like one of those little party boats. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Listen, they deserved it. <laughs> what do you feel about that whole gays over Corona? I don't really care. I mean, <laughs> listen, I got so much problems of my own that I want to like, I, I, I don't really care. <laughs> um, I don't got time for that. 
So, so let's jump into, obviously, your part of you being a model. So you used to model. Um, I did some modeling when I was a kid in Boston. And when I turned 17, I was planning to move to, there was an agency in Chicago that wanted to represent me. And my parents, they told me, they're like, nope, you're going to go to college. You're going to go to school. So I basically had no choice. So, so I, you know, I was going to say starting off when you were young, is that how you got into the modeling and then going forward into your future? Or like, how did you make those connections to then just jump into modeling again? Is it something you just pursued after school? No, I went to modeling school when I was like 12 years old. And I was always fascinated about TV and about that kind of industry, you know, being, being on camera. Yeah. My mother put me in modeling school when I was a kid and one thing just led to another. And uh, as a teenager, I started lo- looking at a lot of fashion magazines because I was just fascinated by supermodels. And I, I, I always asked myself, like, what, made, what makes these girls so special mm-hmm. that they could be on the cover of a magazine, that they could be on this ad? You know, I would look at a lot of fashion magazines as a teenager, and I started to pick up, you know, their tr- facial characteristics, uh, which they all had in common. That's Basically, how I started to train my eye as a scout was I, I trained myself as a teenager just looking at fashion magazines and seeing those traits all the time, all the time, all the time. So then after that, I kind of like started gaining an interest for the management side of the modeling business because I've met a couple of agents and I just thought it was such a fascinating career. So um, I started dreaming about being a model agent, which is one of the most random things to dream about because kids grow up wanting to be doctors and lawyers and mm-hmm. teachers and firefighters or whatever. And here I was like going to high school and people were like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would say, I want to be a model agent. And, uh, and people would look at me like, what a model agent. Uh, they're like, good luck getting into that business because you know, I, I grew up in the suburb. Um, uh, well, I grew up in the city, but then my family, when I was in high school, moved to the suburbs. So I was in a small town and to, to get into the, the modeling business, you have to be in New York yeah. in a big agency. You need to have connections. You need to know people. Breaking into that side of the business was, was a constant hustle and constant, you know, chasing after my dreams because my dream was to live in New York and discover a Victoria's Secret model and be a top agent and be well known and travel the world and did it take a, did know, it take a while to get to that point yeah it, it was a lot of networking you know I, I um i from modeling school to the little bit of modeling that i did in boston i met one person that knew somebody else and knew somebody else and eventually my boss um in one of the agencies in boston that i worked for as an assistant she sent my resume to New York to someone she knew, and she happened to know somebody extremely influential, talented, respected, and just an amazing human being who is Karen Lee Grabowski, who she was the director of scouting of North America of elite model management. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, Karen has her own, her own company. But um, I was fortunate enough to work under her and uh, Karen basically fine-tuned my skills that I had acquired, you know, from from looking at all those fashion magazines. And, Got it. you know, I was sitting next to her throughout one whole summer when I was 19, 2006. And she would always ask me, like, Iggy, what do you think of this girl? And I would say, oh, I like that girl. And then she would be like, no, you know, look, 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 look at her, her upper lip. She's got a she's got 
she's got a, a, a really skinny upper lip. That's not going to work. You know, for beauty, girls have to have, you know, full lips. So she really, she really pinpointed, you know, these little details to me that made a huge difference. And mm-hmm. after two months of working at Elite with her, I left Elite with like, you know, so much knowledge, so much hope and, and drive to, you know, do something major that when I went back to Boston at the age of 19, I started my own mother agency and started scouting models. I was going to say, that's, um, when, that's when you started Iggy Models. That's when I started the original Iggy Models. Got it. And I was only 19 years old and I was finding boys and models in the streets and I was meeting with their families and uh, I was sending those, those kids to Asia. And I was only 19 years old. And those parents thought that I was, you know, they thought I was probably older. They wouldn't ask me, but I always kind of looked older for my age. And I've always been very um, mature for my age. You know, I had a boy that was like 17 and I was 19. And I sent the the boy to Singapore. And then he went to to Korea. Um, So, yeah, it was was a a very interesting... (laughs) decision of mine i'm like all right i'm either gonna do this or not and i'm gonna go for it (laughs) so i guess with the do you think the scouting characteristic changed from when you started to how it is now is it more diverse like is it harder now or is it easier um i think with social media it's it's made it a lot harder for for models to catapult themselves to a certain level got it um because, because listen, I've seen so many beautiful, drop-dead, gorgeous girls that just do not have the opportunity to, you know, um, to excel in the modeling business. Why? Because they don't have a lot of followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So that has, re- that has really ruined what I find so special of the modeling business is when you take a girl who's just so beautiful and, and young and 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 you'd launch them and they just become superstars which now you know is much harder because companies want to see their instagram accounts and if they don't have the followers they then they're not going to get the opportunity which i find which is discouraging discouraging because you know what a face is going to sell products if it's the right face you know but Um, but to them it's who's 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 following you and it's also going to help sell it too yeah, who has the engagement and, and, and the followers, and it's it's kind of like a, a measure. They already have a, a, a set audience, Yeah, you know. They already have like a number that they kind of can gauge, you know, how effective their ad's going to be. So, yeah, I mean, it's wise for companies to do that, but at the same time, you know, there's there's some really drop-dead gorgeous in, girls and boys in this world that – will sell millions and millions of dollars of products, but they're just not being given the opportunity because they don't have the following. So so with someone starting off today, what would you say would be their first step? Obviously, do we have to go through the whole route of social media or should they go through schooling? Listen, I, I support school 100%. And I support school because when I was young and I was debating dropping out of college, Somebody, Karen Lee, told me, Iggy, go to school. And I think it was the best thing I would have, I've, I've done for my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's no big deal if a model starts at the age of 18 and finishes high school and then goes to and goes, goes model full time. But, you know, they have to have the right guidance, too, because there are some models that are B-level, C-level models is what we call them yeah. in the modeling business 
those, those girls have no business in being in the modeling business because they're just not A-level girls. So, um, you know, I think there needs to be the right amount of people calling the shots and scouting the right, the right models, but not everybody has the right eye for scouting either, you know? So, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, okay, all right, you have an opportunity to be signed with a major agency, like, all right, start promoting yourself appropriately, get quality photos for your Instagram that depicts like the best angles, mm -hmm. the best uh, looks of yourself so that you could promote yourself and gain the followers you need. For, for a young model starting out, I would say, you know, that's the best, you know, and, 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 and have something cool to share, you exactly, know, yeah. show a little bit of like show show something i don't want to just see your face all the time it's what, it's what i usually I, tell I'm, I'm like show your grit like show your grit within your character so people can say like you know what it's not just going to be a face but uh, there's a character behind it yeah like who is sally like let's just say sally as a model like who are you like what do you do what do you like what kind of sports do you like what kind of food do you like to eat you know like what's your opinion on this particular subject like you know have a voice and uh, you know be influential well, you heard it, Sally. Let's go. Let's get it going. <laughs> so, um, so let's fast forward now. Okay. So basically you continue to doing the scouting on your side. Cause you do have Iggy models still continuing. And then you jumped into around, I think it was mid 2019 is when you started doing Miami beach fitness, which was your own fitness training now. Yeah. 2019 early. No, 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 no. Early 2020. Okay. Uh, January, 2020, I rebranded, you know, uh, my company, with the name I am beach fitness. So with, with that, basically, are you doing it in a location or are you training people at home? Is it like, um, I do it everywhere. Um, I have a couple of clients that I, I go to them. Um, okay. I have a couple of gyms that I, I train clients at. Um, I have a couple of high profile clients that I travel with. Um, awesome. you know, what's your typical client like? Is it, is it the everyday person who just wants to basically lose weight? Do they want to bulk up? Like who, who are you getting when you're getting these clients? Majority of my clients want to stay healthy and they okay. want to live longer. Majority, majority of them are over the age of 40. Uh, I don't know why that's just how it happened. You know, personal training is a, is an expensive service. So most often a person who's, who's able to afford happens to be a more mature audience and, and more established. And with, with your body, obviously your body's beautiful. So how do you maintain yourself or how do you strict yourself to stay that way? Is it, is it a very strict lifestyle? Do you get to eat nasty? Like, is it, is it very like, Oh my God, you're only eating healthy foods. Like how do you really enjoy yourself right. or like, where's that lifestyle turned to? All right, listen. So I used to be extremely skinny, extremely like I, w I was like Gumby and, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I was extremely insecure about my body. I was not happy with my body. I, I, my grandmother used to call me crab legs cause they were skinny and hairy <laughs> and yeah. And, and, and just my family and just my family constantly bullying me as a kid. And I grew up with this, like, with this like body dysmorphia that I, I needed to gain muscle and I needed to be sexy and also being Brazilian and look at watching Brazilian TV and seeing these naked bodies all the time because Brazilian is a highly sexual country yeah. and they're not as, they're not, they're, they're more desensitized than here. So, you know, you see women in thongs on TV and they're twerking and they're shaking their booty and, 
and you're growing up watching this. So you're sexualized at a very young age. And, uh, uh, you know, I grew up with this desire of just having an, uh, a, a fit body. I started working out at the age of 17. Um, and then I started really taking it serious at the age of 20. And I was addicted. I was addicted. I was more so than I am now. Now, you know, I, I eat whatever I want. I, I go through phases. It's ups and downs. You know, if I, if I know, okay, I, I have a fashion show coming up, I'm gonna, I'm gonna obviously diet and, and work and, and work to, to look my best because I don't want to look a fool, but I have a pretty normal life now. I've, I've built my body to, to a certain point where, you know, it's, I have a base and I go up and down. There are, there are months that I'm eating whatever I want and I don't care. And then there are months where I'm super focused, you know, when you don't, when you don't care, do you see that all of a sudden it goes downhill or do you see, they'll see that, okay, you're still maintaining it. It, it doesn't go completely downhill, but you won't see me like taking off my shirt and walking down a runway or <laughs> doing a photo shoot. That's definitely not going to happen. You're like social media is closed <laughs> for a month. <laughs> I'm like, bitches are going to, bitches are going to see me. They're going to see me at my best. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of uh, flashback Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, this is a picture of me last summer. <laughs> Because I, I always think about it. I'm like, so me being in a nine to five job, like that kind of a retail life in a relationship, having dogs, do you find people that there's still ways to get into that motivation without killing your whole work life balance? Or is it like, is it difficult because now you have to kind of like restructure everything? Listen, there's no such thing as, as enjoying your food and having a nice body. I'm sorry. Whoever tells you that all these ads on Instagram, <laughs> on social media, oh, eat, eat delicious and still have a hot body. No, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. You have to eat bland and it's going to be boring and it's going to be just you're eating for nutrients. I'm, and, I'm, I'm thin. Uh, I'm thin, but I still keep my weight. I'm like, <laughs> I eat whatever. Yeah. And, but, you know, for somebody who wants to have the perfect physique, I'm sorry. That's, that's just the sacrifice you have to make. It's, yeah. it's a lifestyle and it consumes you. It's just, you have to give it your all. It's not, it's not 50%. It's not 70%. It needs to be a hundred percent. You got to drink your water. When you got to drink your water, you got to eat your meals. When you got to eat them, you got to work out. You got to get enough sleep. I, I guess that's and take the what we could jump into, it's, it's more it's more your goals. It's more setting out and having a plan. Obviously, now with 2021, what, what what's like your major goal this year? What is my major goal? My major goal is just to keep doing better. I mean, I, I don't like to share my future aspirations because I like to just make it happen and then come out with a boom and just let people know. You know, I'm always striving to, to do better than I did yesterday, you know, business-wise, learning more maturing more, growing, networking and meeting new people and making new friends and making valuable friendships, you know, uh, good genuine ones because friends are really hard to find. Um, I had an, I had, but, a, I had an yeah. episode about that. Don't you think it's like people are just shady? It's like, I don't understand what it is when creating friendships. Like no one is able to open up a friendship out of random, out of the blue nowadays. It's either somebody that you've known for a long time or you have to know them through work but like someone just to spark up a friendship, do you think it's difficult now? Yeah, friends are really hard to find. But, you know, sometimes you find them in the weirdest places. I, my best friend, Carlo, I met him. 
I, I, I met him at the gym because we had a mat, we had matching watches and we talked for five <laughs> minutes. We talked, we talked for five minutes. I tell him all the time. I'm like, dude, uh, actually I won't even, I'm not going to go, <laughs> but, um, but, but we had matching watches and we talked for five minutes and I was like, you're pretty cool. And he's like, yeah, you're cool too. And he's like, you want to hang out? And I'm like, yeah, let's hang out. So we hung out once and then we hung out again and then we hung out again and then one thing led to another and and dude we're soulmates i mean you listen you can have a soulmate that's not a lover Uh, literally i'll be thinking something and he'll say it or vice versa uh he'll he'll be thinking something and i'll say it and that's when you know you're like people are uh, you have a connection yeah it's like you meet people in certain random locations and it's like when you meet someone there's for certain reasons and you'll never know until it just continues to blossom but it's true. It's like one random thing. I, just, I thought about this the other day because I know you, when you said you know, on Instagram, you had said something about like drinking and you woke up like hungover because you're a lightweight. You don't drink anymore or do you drink? To be honest, I don't like alcohol. When I was in high school, I got really drunk and really sick. And after that, I just just it's just not my thing. I And plus, it has zero benefits for you. Zero. I was gonna Whoever say- tells me that one... And whoever tells me wine is good for your heart, I'm sorry. One glass is good for your heart, not a whole bottle. <laughs> yeah, no. Usually the doctors say one glass, right? I don't think it's a whole bottle. <laughs> yeah. And, le- and, and, and on top of that, there are other things that are good for your heart. So you don't need wine. Laughing is good for your heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Random. So wait, so drinking, because there's always a, a whole myth around that. Drinking, is it bad for your physique? I'm sure it ages you. It, it dehydrates you. It's bad for your skin, bad for your liver. Just no bueno. Uh, it makes you make bad decisions. This is true. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so why, why, why are you going to consume this thing that's going to make you look old and make bad decisions? You see, you just, you just made a revelation. That's a revelation right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, so, okay. So we got to be positive. We got to have goals. You say, don't say it out loud. Just ha- ha- like, let it happen. I love the yeah. line that you said, you are your problem. So it's like, why do you think people are not succeeding? Is it because they're dwelling in issues? Do they like to share it? I, I hate when people share I like think, all their issues. It's like, yeah, I think first of all, you should always keep your life private. You should, there are things, there are parts of your life that you should just not share. And, um, and I think people, I think people's negativity keeps them from excelling. I think overall, just people just need to focus and stay positive yeah. and manifest, manifest. That's something I've learned. I, I, that's something I have naturally as a kid, I've always manifested. And I don't know, this is something that maybe from a past life or something, I'm, maybe I'm an old soul. I don't know, but I always I always projected the thoughts of what I wanted and I got exactly what I wanted just by believing that it would happen and it ends up happening. Do you do dream boards or no? No, I just, I just, I just tell myself that's going to be mine one day and it happens. It's happened many times in my life where I turned around and I saw something or I saw someone on TV and I thought to myself, that person's going to be in my life and boom, boom. I end up meeting that person and then we end up clicking and then it ends up happening. Um, you know, I, I look at a model on a magazine and I, I think, all right, well, I'm going to work with this model one day. And it happened when I was, you know, 
when I was working in the agency. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it, it's just, I don't know. It's just how I guess you, you attract, it's the law of attraction. Basically yeah. you, you, you put your thoughts out there and, and you believe in it and you let it, you just let it happen naturally. And it does. It, it's, it's funny. Cause it's like people that I've seen and I've, I've come across paths with. And when I see that, you know, they have all these issues and there's always an issue arising or something always happens that this disrupts what they're doing in their lifestyle. I'm like, I think you bring it on to yourself. You think that way. You think negatively. If you, if you keep your lifestyle in that aspect, you're going to bring it to yourself. And just like how you said, if you thought positively, things may not happen the way you keep thinking. But also manifesting, it doesn't just happen like magic. Yeah, no, it's going to be in time. You have to work towards it. Baby step, like stepping stones. So let's say, uh, I don't know, like when I wanted to be working in New York and representing Victoria's Secret models, which I did, um, I, I basically, as a kid, I, I thought about it and I said, how am I going to get there? So I had no connections whatsoever. So I went to the modeling school that I, that I, that I went to when I was a kid and, I asked to, to work there as a receptionist and working as a receptionist there, I met other people that mm-hmm. I networked with and, 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 and then that one thing led to another and I met more people and then boom, boom, boom. Like I, I started climbing the ladder and that's how I, I made it to, you know, working for one of the biggest agencies in the world. Manifesting is not just like sitting on your ass you know. and just waiting for it to happen. No, you have to, you have to go after it. But um, you have to be patient and you have to believe that it's going to happen. And, and I think it's, again, just retrain your mindset. I think everybody should definitely try that. Maybe 2021, that should be your goal this year. Um, let's think positively. Let's network more. Let's open up our arms and basically invite others in. You never know who, the, who that other person's going to help you out with, with something in your lifestyle. 100%. or. It, it, it's, it's just, it's something weird like that. I think that's something that definitely we should all try this year. A hundred percent. And I know a lot of people that don't go out and socialize. I mean, listen, if your friend's having a little get together at her house or his house, go and maybe yeah. you're going to meet somebody there that is going to change your life. You know, it's, you, you also have to make yourself available. You have to make yourself available for opportunities. Step out of your comfort, um, everything. Yes. You have to go out and meet people. And I'm not saying go out to a bar. I'm yeah, saying, no. you know, go out where there's going to be a small gathering or whatever, meet people and try to talk to new people, introduce yourself and uh, tell them what you do. And then be enthusiastic about that person too, because people love to talk about themselves, you know, ask questions and try to really Get to know people. At the grocery store, spark up a random conversation with someone in that aisle. You never know. It's just, it's so funny. I think I just tell people, just try it. It's like, that cashier, that cashier probably had a bad day. Say something at least to make her laugh. Like, you never know. Yeah, 100%. I, I talk to absolutely anybody and anyone. I don't care. Uh, I, I, you know, if I want to say something to someone, I do. You know, I went to a gym in New York that was in a very tough neighborhood Mm -hmm. and some of the members were very tough members and I was going there and I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to become friends with all these people, Yep. you know? And, um, I met a lot of wonderful people there. You just have to be friendly and confident and with an open mind and make those your affirmations for 2021. 
I am friendly. I am yeah. confident. I am positive. Everyone, just try it. I think everyone just really needs to try it this year. And I have an open mind. That's yes. the most important because, you know, people people like to categorize themselves and like to, you know, bring in people into their lives that are just one type of person. And it's, you know, or or one one religion or one race or whatever. And I think that's so wrong to just segregate yourself like mm-hmm. that, you know, no, be open to new things. Yep. We're going to, we're going to wrap up today with obviously how I wrap up with everyone with our final questions. So are you ready? Sure. <laughs> it's not that scary. Calm down. Um, <laughs> I'm <Michael> so <laughs> number one, what makes you happy? Mm, I am happy. I'm always happy. Uh, even when life sucks, I'm still happy. So what makes me happy? I'm just a happy person. It's true. It's like if you watch yourself on social media, it's like there's always something positive, always something funny. You're always joking. And you tell people as it is. You're very blunt. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> you got yeah, it. I'm, I'm just look, look, when shit hits the fan for me, I always think the positive of, of how that led on to good things. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't stay under that dark cloud thinking, Oh, what if I didn't do this? This wouldn't have happened. No, I'm like, this was meant to happen. It was a lesson and uh, let's move forward. Mm-hmm. And, and what did I learn? What did I learn from this? I don't ponder on it and, and think, Oh my God, this sucks. This sucks. Why? I mean, life is so short. Move on, babe. Like flip the page. Let's learn from this. Yep. All right. If you can give yourself your younger self, one piece of advice, what would it have been? Mm, mm, mm. To be honest, I probably would have gone to law school or just excelled better in school. I was, I, I'm not going to lie. I was a little lazy. I was a little lazy in school, even though I, I, I did go to graduate school and whatnot, but I, I think I could have done a little better. Okay. Well, we could always do better. And you know what? It's never too late. You could still do school now. Yeah, I thought about it. I was actually looking into law school during the pandemic. I actually took the LSATs. But then, you know, reality sunk in. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at my three job titles and I'm like, do I really have time for this? I was going to say, you're doing real estate too, which is awesome. So that's good. good. Congrats there. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Um, when you leave this earth, which word would best describe your life? Fuck! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, it best describes your life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, thought, <laughs> I thought it was like I thought. What would be your last word? <laughs> um, no, it, it uh, can describe your life too describe, that way. Best. Well, best describes my life. Oh God. Okay, hold on. Let me think. We're um, totally using that one as a snippet, just so you know. <laughs> what word? best describes my life i want to say love and i i'm saying love because that's what i like to portray to you know what's around me is treating people with respect and uh, treating the earth with respect and when i say earth i mean like the animals nature just in general, I, I, is it, I like is it, is it hard or is it, does it come like first nature to you? You know, there are some days that some bitches try to try, try you, but <laughs> you know, 
you know, you, you, you get past that and you flip the page and then you go back to being your happy self again. But you know, I'm, I'm not a robot. I'm a human being. Yeah. I have feelings. I, you know, there are days that I'm, I'm, I'm in a good mood and a bad mood. You know, I'm not always in a good mood, but overall, you know, you just strive to always put out good so you could receive good. Love it is. I want to thank you big time for jumping on today. Um, I know you made time while you were driving. And um, if you want to follow Iggy, obviously you can follow him on social media on Instagram. It is I am Iggy G. Um, and you can follow him there through all his adventures and his journey and his success through all his aspirations in life. I love you, buddy. Thank you so much. Is there anything you want to leave us love, off with? Just thank you so much for this little interview. It was fun. I appreciate it. Very impromptu. And, um, it's like you just had to have something candid going I know. on. Super candid. But uh, let's hang out soon. Let's get together. We will. We will. And I obviously I'm going to leave you off with saying I wish you nothing but the best. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep being positive. Keep being you overall, just Iggy. And I wish you all the great success going forward, especially in 2021. Let's leave 2020 behind us. But how I leave us always with is this is not the end, but more like to be continued. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, always go with kind. Be sure to follow and subscribe on your favorite platform, and stay tuned for the next chapter of We're Big Kids Now.